Hello and welcome to Tarot Bites. I'm Teresa Reed, the Tarot Lady. I'm the author of the Tarot Coloring Book and your host for this podcast series. This is episode 81 of Tarot Bites, the podcast where I dish out short, entertaining, bite-sized lessons on how to read tarot. For today's episode, our topic is reversals for beginners, and I've got a special guest. My guest is Lisa Robertson, the author of Tarot Reversals for Beginners. Welcome, Lisa. Thank you. I am so excited to talk to you today about this topic because reversals are a really hot topic in the tarot world. You know, people are either really for them, they're against them. So I I think that, that, that there's a lot of strong reactions around them. So my first question for you is why might someone want to read reverse tarot cards or not? You know, that's a really interesting question and one I get all the time. And it's like, well, if we're not meant to read reverse cards, they wouldn't end up upside down. Um, so like, I always start with the most logical answer. Because to me, if the card is upside down, there's a reason for it to be upside down and it could mean many different things. And as I talk about at the beginning of the book, we're naturally inclined to turn things the right way up because sometimes we don't like to see things out of order or messy or things that interrupt what we perceive as a nice, neat, ordered line, whether it be in life or in our cards. So for me, reversals are important. They dig a little deeper into the psychology of who we are, how we make our decisions, how we manifest, and how we move forward in our daily experience. Right on. You know, it's interesting because I I practice yoga, and uh, one of my idols is BKS Iyengar, and he one time wrote somewhere, I don't remember it, I'm not going to quote it properly, that, you know, doing inversions in yoga is really important because if you don't do inversions, you never see another point of view and you get conceited. And I think reversals give you a whole other way of looking at the cards, and I like that. Yeah, I mean, I wrote this book really because uh, when I published The Animal Totem Tarot, I got a lot of flack in reviews, and generally I don't read reviews, about not having any reversal aspects in the deck even though I put in the front of the guidebook that with animal totems, we don't deal with reversed energy because the totem energy is the same regardless of direction or regardless of whether an animal is seen alive or deceased. Mm -hmm. So it was one of those things where I was like, well, okay, so I didn't talk about it. I got a little flack about it. So I'll just write a book about it. And it ended up being a very large book Mm -hmm. as you have seen. (laughs) <laughs> yes, it's a big, nice, fat book, and, and you've got so many, you've got so many good new ways to look at these reversals. So I'm very excited. I think people are going to find this to be useful, you know, for their tarot practice. So you know that that leads me to this question, though. You know, since we're talking about reversals, can you give a good, accurate reading if you don't use reverse cards? I think you can still give a, a reading. Um, I'm pretty sure that if you're good at reading the symbols on the on all of the cards, you can probably give a very good accurate reading. If if the energy at the moment you are picking it up and you are seeing trends or patterns, 
Um, do I believe you can go deeper if you keep the cards reversed? Absolutely, because there is a viewpoint or an option or a disruption or a block or something important that is being brought up. Um, for me, reversals give you an opportunity to go deeper with your practice, deeper mm -hmm. with your understanding of your cards, and deeper into how we actually react or act in our daily life. I love that. I think that's really profound, and I think that is very true also. So, you know, in your book, you mentioned that there are five aspects of a reverse card. Would you briefly describe these five aspects? I will, and I got my book just in case I needed to do said thing. Because, <laughs> yeah, you know, <laughs> I'm the queen of sticky notes, Lisa. If I don't have things written down in front of my darn face, even stuff I know well, sometimes my brain is like, is it Wednesday or what day is this? So, yeah. I'm always on a deadline, so I never know which book I'm talking about, so I have to have it in front of me. Okay, yeah, yeah. so the five aspects that I uh, explore in this book are blocked, protection, mirror, shadow, and retrograde. And I'll tell you a little bit about why I came up with these and how I came up with these. So when I knew I wanted to write a book on reversals, and I knew that I wanted something that was broad enough to introduce beginners, but maybe expansive enough for people who've read for a while might get something out of it as well. I literally went and got every deck off my bookshelves, every single deck, every tarot deck, every oracle deck, every single deck that I own. And I pulled all the guidebooks out and I wanted to see how other people had perceived uh, the other energy of our cards uh, and, and just get an idea of how other deck creators perceive this energy, how they themselves talk about it with language and what it means. So I got them all out and I spread every single book that I own out on the floor. Our house was a mess for like a mm. month. My poor wife who has, you know, had to have everything neat was really melting down. And I wrote tons of lists and I went in and I checked definitions and I did crossovers and then I did a big social media search and I was seeing how psychics and mystics and tarot readers were talking and using their language. And that's how I narrowed it down to those five because it seemed to me that these five offered the broadest scope to look at cards, not just upside down, but cards in general, like mm -hmm. just looking at even upright cards. So that's kind of how I got to those five and why I think they're important. Um, and even if you're generally not someone who reads reverse cards, I still think looking at the shadow or the protection or the mirror aspect could give you something a little deeper that maybe you hadn't thought about before. So that's the five that I use. That's how I got them. And that's where my mind was when I was putting the book together. So how do you know which of the five aspects is operating in a tarot reading when a reverse card arrives then? So one of the things that I didn't want to do was set up this prescription with the book. Mm -hmm. um, was So like if this card is in front of this card, then this is what it means. I wanted people to be able to kind of skim through them and see which one seems relevant in the, case, in, the in the scenario of the spread. Um, when I was putting the book together and I was doing practice spreads and intentionally reverse spreads 
and we could talk about that later about why I think it's really good for tarot readers to be intentionally working with upside down cards. What I would do was I'd go through each of the the five and I it seemed to me very apparent which one was about the outcome or the solution or the answer based on the layout of the spread. So I wanted it to be more intuitive so that if people read it and they went, well, you know, I think I've got a little bit of this retrograde stuff mm -hmm. going on, but I can also see how it might enter into the shadow stuff as well. Um, I want it to be more intuitive in that respect. I didn't really want to kind of nail down a definitive way to use the different definitions because that may not answer your question in a neat and tidy way, but that's kind of a what was my thinking when I put it together. Right. Well, actually, that does answer my question. So, you know, now you mentioned this intentionally reverse cards. Tell me what you mean by this. Intentionally reverse cards is, uh, and, I, and I'm doing a, a lot of exercises in the new book that I'm writing about intentionally turning cards upside down. So intentionally causing a disruption or intentionally changing the meaning or perspective of the spread um, and also intentionally drawing a card and putting it upside down at, in your daily draw. And the reason I'm really encouraging people to do this is to shift their perspective, uh, shift the way they're looking at things, to, again, interrupt those habitual patterns of perception that we all fall into, which then makes us a little lazy intellectually. Mm -hmm. So it's about kind of triggering things that maybe your conscious mind would prefer not to deal with at the time. So I'm really kind of pushing this new thing about let's intentionally flip cards and, and have another look. Right on. I love that. So here's something that I've heard over the years. And, you know, I've heard many people say this. When a tarot card is reversed, the message is more negative. Is that true? Ugh. Thank you for well, your your sigh there. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. Um, I think again, anytime anything is altered or seen as not part of a normal, it's a human response to immediately go to it must be bad, or it must be negative, or there must be something wrong with it as opposed to, oh, so this is different. Mm -hmm. Maybe it's offering me a, a, a really positive solution to something I've been puzzling through, or maybe I'm really looking at this wrong and that's why this level of attachment is causing me so much suffering. Maybe this is a release. Maybe this is an unhooking. Maybe this is a level of detachment that will bring me more happiness, more joy, more prosperity, more abundance in all of its forms. So, yeah, I, I do kind of cringe a little bit when I hear that, Teresa. <laughs> mm, I do too. You know, I always think, wow, you know, that's that's pretty um, narrow because sometimes I think a reverse card can actually bring about a very positive um, outlook on it. Like when the devil's reversed, to me that's always about liberation. It's like, oh, my God, we're released. we got these chains off us. Now we can breathe, you know, so I, I see that it can actually bring about a better outlook in many cases. Yeah, 
I study a lot of Eastern philosophies, so their view on negativity is very different mm -hmm. to Western philosophy. Um, so for me, I'm always looking at ways that we can release attachment, we can lessen our suffering, we can not walk through the world so adamant that it has to be one way. Um, so for me, that's where working with reversals and working with them intentionally can kind of shake that up a little bit and get people out of their out of their really fixed habitual thinking that things need to be a perceived way and they could be multiple different ways mm -hmm. with multiple amazing opportunities and possibilities absolutely and you know you can find so many different ways of looking at the tarot cards right set up or reversed so mm -hmm. um you know, nobody gets just the same standard meaning. And depending mm -hmm. also on the context of a question, that can also alter the meaning. So they're not just this, this is how it is. Um, so, yeah, no, I don't think it is. So. Yeah, I think I think it's about time we got rid of this bad negative language mm. around tarot. The same as I cringe when I hear people talk about there's bad cards in the tarot. Oh, yeah. Um, you know, it, it takes all my control not to like crack people's skulls together. It, it's one of these things of like, do we have to constantly be so attached to this good versus bad, this only one way of experiencing joy that we cannot see points of liberation when they literally come up and smack us across the face. So I think sometimes we do our community a disservice by mm -hmm. continually beating that drum rather than saying, you know, there's many different solutions. All the cards offer amazing possibilities for growth and expansion and happiness and joy and love and abundance. And we're going to explore all of them and we're going to dig deep into what your resistance is. Mm. And then we're going to start to unhook you and really see if we can shake off some of this suffering. So, you know, the terminology in our community, I think, may need to be updated. I totally agree. And, you know, I find it really interesting. Sometimes you'll have a client that'll say, don't tell me anything bad. I don't want to see any bad cards. Or even like if you look at an astrology chart, oh my God, this person has a bad chart, you know. And, and I, I think that that's really super narrow. I like to say there's no such thing as, you know, a bad card or a bad chart. You know, it's all going to determine what you decide to do with the energy because I'm a very big believer in free will. And also mm -hmm. when people want to run away from the negative and only focus on the positive, I also think that you're doing a disservice because life is full spectrum. There is always going to be loss. There is always going to be moments of sorrow in our lives. There's going to be times where we get stuck or maybe we make a terrible decision. But, you know, those are always opportunities for growth. So, you know, just saying that, oh, my God, I don't want to look at the negative or any of that, I, I really do think that that does a disservice to readings. And to the people it's you serve. Of, oh, absolutely. And it's one of the reasons I, I included the shadow aspect. Mm -hmm. um, because I think sometimes we don't like to admit that we have things about ourselves. Envy, doubt. Um, anger. Greed, anger. Yeah. How many times have we all thought of revenge on someone? You know, these are these are personality traits and energies which will play out in the cards mm -hmm. uh, they will be there right in your face so we need to dig a little deeper we need to get below the surface we need to see where the root uh, is or 
are in our our lives and and have a good look at it and get it out and move on. <laughs> I totally agree, a hundred percent. And you can't do that if you're going to whitewash everything and make it all like mm-hmm. you know pink rose colored glasses because that is not the way life works and looks and unless you're extraordinarily lucky. And I don't think I've known anybody who hasn't had some share of troubles in their life. Right. So exactly. What, what's the easiest way to begin working with reversals? What is your advice to somebody who's completely new, they don't know where to start? Besides get your book, what is the easiest way to work with reversals? Deliberately work with intentionally reverse cards. Um, you know, it really is. It's one of those things where... If you're someone who does a daily draw, so you pick a card for the day, uh, which a lot of us do, and, and I don't care if it's your tarot deck or your oracle deck, whatever the deck is, the flavor of the month is, um, turn it upside down. Like mm-hmm. literally turn the image upside down and look at the image differently. Even just beginning to work with upside down imagery before you even try and put some meaning behind it, look at the colors, look at the shapes, look how... It flows differently when you turn the card upside down. Uh, how does the eye travel around the image now that it's, it's, it's on, it, on its head? Work really um, basically to begin with. Just really get the eyes engaged. Mm-hmm. Then bring in the mind and then say, okay, now that the image is this way, what does my eye go to first? Does it go to the same thing? Is it the same symbol? Is it the same corner of the card? What is that? And then explore a little further. So, yeah, again, deliberate and intentional mm-hmm. upside down of cards. That's the best way to start. I think that's really great advice, you know, because that way then they have an opportunity to really be um, mindful about it. So, mm-hmm. and mindfulness, of course, in tarot is the best thing that you could be bringing to the tarot. <laughs> yeah. Well, it is. It's about perception shifting. It's about expanding yeah. awareness. It's about being present in the moment. It, to me, tarot is a meditative, contemplative process. Mm-hmm. It, it, it can be fun and we can sling cards and we can joke and we can drink and we can eat and we can use them for entertainment. But we can also use them for very deep, reflective, contemplative, meditative work. And if we can slow that process down, if we can slow down the mind where it doesn't have to dig into deepness straight away, where we can just play the role of an observer, then we can start to build a whole new relationship with the card and its meaning and its energy and how we relate to it on a, on a totally different level. Right on. So lastly, can you tell my audience all about this new book, Your Fabulous Tarot Reversals for Beginners? My fabulous tarot wrestles for beginners. Well, I have to admit that I didn't realize the book was going to end up being so fat and heavy. I mean, I knew it was a long manuscript, but when I held it in my hands, I was like, wow, this could end up becoming like my personal tarot Bible. Um, (laughs) Because my last book wasn't anywhere near as heavy as this. So uh, I think one of the reasons that this book is going to be really good for people is although it's pitched for reversals, as we've talked about a little bit, some of the meanings in here, like the mirror aspect, the shadow aspect, and sometimes even the protection aspect, could be relevant to cards that are up the right way. Um, especially if they're, if you're not an experienced tarot reader, I'll mm-hmm. explain this another way. But if you're an experienced tarot reader, 
you often know if the cards surrounding them may be blocking them. Um, you know if there are other cards in the spread which show a slowing down of energy or a backward motion of an energy, then you know this book's going to be helpful even if there's no reverse cards in it. For people who are beginning, uh, even if there are no reverse cards, but they're struggling. Like, mm -hmm. So I've often heard people talk about how they get these really nice buoyant happy cards like the sun and the two of cups and you know these really nice happy cards and then smack in the middle of it they've got something like the three of swords or the five of swords or the seven of swords or a card that really throws them off. Well, you could also use this book to have another look at that card mm -hmm. and see how it's affecting those happier buoyant cards because it may not be presenting itself upside down, but it may be working as a reversal in that spread. So the five ways to look at these cards will be helpful for beginners in that respect and for more experienced readers when they're seeing, they're actually literally seeing if there's a block or there's some backwards moving energy. For people who really want to get onto the path of reversals, absolutely. This, that's why I wrote this book. I really wrote this book for people who have been putting the cards back up the right way because they didn't know what to do with them, who maybe wanted to include reversals but didn't know where to start. Um, this book is for you. I literally wrote it for you uh, because I have been to conferences and I have been in tarot forums and I have been in tarot discussion groups and I hear the difficulty. So I just wanted to give something that kind of helps with that difficulty. It is not the be all and end all. It is definitely a beginner book in the respect of I want this to be one of the first books you read but then go read something else. Um, but it is a good first step and that was my intention too, to make this a very first step for people who are coming to reversals and they're a little apprehensive. So it, 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 it can go either way. It, it's, it's helpful for me. Obviously, I know tarot pretty well. I write about it every single day and have been since 2013. Um, I still need to pick up this book every so often because sure. I can't keep all this information in my head. So right, even right. for me, I'll be like, wait a minute, let me just go grab this and I'll, I'll be right with you. So it is. But for me, I really wrote this book for the people who want to do more with reversals but they find them really tricky. They're not quite sure how they fit in a reading or they get those cards that throw a reading off for them and they, and they don't know what to do with them. So this book's for you, people. I think it's going to be a great first step, but I do agree with you that even old hats like me are going to find a lot of useful ideas. And I think the five aspects is something that every seasoned old hand like myself is going to get a completely different perspective. So I really, really appreciate that part of the book. Yeah, I kind of threw the retrograde cycle in for more experienced readers. So the mm -hmm. retrograde aspect, which is more planetary uh, and deals with the planetary aspects of a card, that was kind of my nod to people who aren't beginners. It was like, okay, try this one. <laughs> right on. And for some of us who are astrologers also, like myself, uh, I think that aspect's really brilliant. Super. So yeah. it's awesome. Yeah, I was like, I want to throw something in here that is a nod to people who are not novices and beginners here. And I was like, let's go with the retrograde. That's a really fascinating way to look at cards as if they're planets. Mm -hmm. I dig it. So where can people find you online, Lisa? 
Online, you can find me on Twitter and on Instagram. So that is my only online presence. And what is your handle on those? So so Twitter is my name, Lisa Robertson. And on Instagram, it is, huh, that's a good question. I think it is Spells, Potion, Books, Tarot. Oh, well, let me just check. I'm right in front of my computer, so I will just take a quick look to make sure we send people on the right way. Lisa Robertson, and let's Let me see. It, this I is, uh, it's lisarobertson.com. I don't know. That doesn't, here she is. No, with... it's, it's spells, potions, books, tarot. That's my handle on Instagram. Okay. Yep. There it is. Yep, I found it. So, yes, people, if you're looking for her on Instagram, it's spells, potions, books, tarot. And you should mm-hmm. definitely be following her, get in her world, and find out about all the other things that Lisa is up to. So, Lisa, there's, thank you once again for, for making the time to talk with me today. I, I so appreciate you sharing your wisdom with my audience. Oh, thank you so much. All right, people, that wraps up this episode of Tarot Bites. You can check out lots more tarot goodness on my website, thetarolady.com. I've got free introductory classes for tarot newbies, the tarot coloring book, hundreds of blog posts, astrological forecasts, and lots of other good things for you to scope out. Enjoy. Thanks again for listening and have a beautiful day. And hey, if you enjoyed this podcast, please take a moment to leave a kind review on iTunes. This will help more tarot curious people find their way to this little podcast. And I always close off by saying this. Pay close attention to your intuition throughout your day and let it guide you into making brave, excellent choices. Remember that you are always in the driver's seat of your life. You are in charge of your decisions, your plans, the action steps that you take or don't take. You're the boss. And if you don't like where your life is headed right now, you can change that. Nothing is ever fixed in stone. The tarot cards tell a story, but you write the ending. (laughs) 